Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs, mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, sweet darling listener. Welcome back. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm deeply honored. I've been reflecting release, release, recently, whatever that is, recently, releasing. I think that's definitely what that is, releasing. What two words, recently and releasing. I've been releasing previous notions of who I am, what my shows are, why I do them, where I come from, and, uh, and, and notions of time. That's also, that's also been happening for me. Welcome to the show today. I am coming to you today from the Moon Lodge. I am enjoying an exquisitely blissful bleed. For those of you who don't know this, that was something that I couldn't even fathom. I didn't know to pray or ask for it because all I could think about in my years of womb work and my years of reclamation of my body was to just hope it could be less dramatic and painful and frustrating. And a few years ago, it occurred to me that I could ask for something called bliss, blissful bleeding. And I was given many instructions and cycle after cycle, year after year, 
this time has become deeper and even more enjoyable. And that was a audacious, ridiculous thought when it crossed my mind years ago. And the amount of normalcy that it is gathering in my being, I'm deeply grateful for. So I welcome you to this time where it gets a little bendy with me and it gets a little mushy with me and it gets a little assertive with me in another kind of way. So welcome to the show. I invite you to take a breath, maybe touch your own body somewhere that feels good, maybe somewhere you haven't been touched recently. Maybe that's your elbows. Maybe that's your breast tissue. Maybe that's your knees or the bottom of your feet. Maybe that's your belly button. Take a moment. Maybe it's your face. Take a moment to touch somewhere on your body and take a moment to take a breath and give yourself permission to receive exactly what you need in this time from wherever you need to get it from. So as you listen to the show, you get what you need, whether you get it from me or you get it from my amazing guest that I'm about to introduce to you today, or whether you get it from something that just happens to pass you by while we're here together. Give yourself permission, whatever it is that's going to feed you, light you up, help you release perhaps recent things or long, deep past things or be fed. May you have it. Give yours. I'm going to say it one more time. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission. Touch that precious sacred body that is your sacred sailing ship upon this wild sea. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to bring in this, this dynamic, uh, the word that comes to mind is electric being for us today. And we're going to jump in and, and brew together. Allie Fitzpatrick. Allie Fitzpatrick is an international spiritual coach, a soul alchemist, Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, Reiki and sound healer. Totally our people. She guides women on their journey to reconnect with their soul essence and life's purpose while using spiritual-based tools, inner discovery, and soul alignment. Allie, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Tell me what... Where in your body right now are, are like, as, as we kind of arrived and I gave the prompt of what wants to be, what wants to be touched, what wants to be held, what, what is, uh, what's asking for your attention in you right now? So both of my hands, my right hand, the masculine, left hand, feminine, right hand is on my heart first, and then left hand is on top of my right hand. Mm. And they were both on my heart, but the funny thing was... I was leaning towards the computer. So like leaning towards the present or towards the future as opposed to like, so I caught myself and then I, I sat back to be able to savor this moment mm. with all of you from this heart centered moment. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm going to just kind of follow this ride. I love this. So coming into your heart center, I would love to hear what, I'm going to like make this, make this, I'm like really taking a moment here to make this beckoning call. Um, what, what is your heart song wanting to share right now? It's like, you've got a piece. There's, that's why I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm like being, they're like nudging me, like ask for it, ask for it. So you can take a moment, you know, whatever you need to do if it's not right there. But what, what heart song is, is knocking to come out to be with us right now? I think a part of it was definitely 
at least, I'm sure you can relate, but at least for me, um, catching myself from being so, I'm such an excited and passionate human being. And so that lends towards all of the future, the future thinking, the future planning, and just moving towards the next thing. However, we can't get to the next thing unless we are fully present with our entire experience, with our whole selves right now. And I think that has been a really, really big learning opportunity, especially with everything going on in the world. Um, but also, I, I've had a lot of really unique <laughs> kind of first time transitions that are happening in my own life right now. And so um, without letting myself get too far into the future, too far into worrying or anxiety, I've gently been guiding myself back to aligning with, well, this is what's happening right now in this moment and there's nothing wrong right now and just <laughs> bringing my whole like calling back in all of those pieces that tend to be excited and drift outside but calling them back in so i can be my full whole self in each moment with you with my clients with my family with myself you know yes i do i love what you're saying because that is so so, so present, I think for so many people right now, it's like that, um, that longing and that wishing for things to be different. That's like, there's like an ache that can do that too. That's like, I want the future when it's different, you know, as well as, um, as well as that creative inspired energy. That's like <laughs> ideas electric. Um, I'm that is really reawakening in me right now. I had a deep, a deep, 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 deep kind of reinitiation into the, into the surrender <clears throat> and, uh, and a lot of no, a no, no time space. And I'm, and in that I had a lot of, ooh, hold on a second. <laughs> <clears throat> Spent a lot of time in the no time space and and in that space, the dreams or the imaginations, that creative um, visioning self was very quiet for me. And so my staying in the present moment uh, was both all I had and also, uh, I don't know, there was a quiet to it. And just recently in this um, autumn season, this gathering, it's been... Um, incredibly vibrant. These, these visions, these imaginations, these ideas, these possibilities are really revealing myself. And I love what you're talking about in terms of like, we can only get there from here. And yet like, it's so useful to know where we want to go. One of my favorite phrases is, um, is if you don't know where you're headed, you might end up where you're going. And this idea that we're like, we can just follow our momentum to like wherever we're headed, which may not be at all where we're trying to get to, you know? And so like, like that place, that alignment place that you're talking about, just really the simplicity of that and the potency and the realness of that, that I just want to say like, yeah. And that when I, one of the values or one of the tools or one of the benefits of having a vibrant, creative, imagined, visionary, seeing what's to come uh, co-creating, tapping into that manifestation space. And then, and then, you know, or simultaneously, but especially as we live our life, really staying in that present aligned moment. Um, because 
when we're imagining something that's different, we're really talking about seeing a change, but the change happens in the present. And so we have to be here to, to catch where that alignment happens in real time, where that habit changes, where that word that we're inspired to say, like to feel that click. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about your use of Kundalini in this time for you. Yeah. Tell me about, tell, tell me about Kundalini actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Use a Kundalini or Kundalini. I'm a, it's a, I'm a huge, it's a huge anchor practice for me. So I'm, I want to get in there a little bit. Yeah. Have you, do you have, um, do you have any knowledge of Kundalini yoga before our conversation? I do. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I've been practicing Kundalini for, depending on where you start the count and which teacher you start with, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like my mom is a yoga teacher and she used Kundalini practices. And then okay. I've been doing, have had multiple teachers in the past 15 years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's actually really, really interesting the way I have been using Kundalini is still a pretty central anchor point for myself the past six months, but I, I've had some really wicked, um, head, uh, like head, uh, headaches, migraines, like mm. just things that no doctor can figure out. So this past year has literally been just like stepping back and it's been just about physical healing, which is the first time in my life, again, like really accepting the present moment and knowing it's not forever, but like, this is what it is. And so I'm, unfortunately, like, I think some of it had to do with um, my, my Kundalini training that I did a couple years ago. Um, and then a lot of stress compounded with it. And so I, with the work of a couple of my own energy healers, I have had to stop um, the Kriya practices just because I can't have the energy, like the, the liberation going upwards. There's too much in my head right now. And I'm not able to, it's not going anywhere except for exploding. And so I'm really, really focusing on bringing the energy downwards, right? To manifest. And so the Kundalini I've been working with, I've been doing more. I still teach, but I, my personal practice has been, um, different meditations where it's not necessarily drawing all of the energy upward. Yep. And it's honestly, like, it's mostly been mantras and chanting. I want to talk, I want to talk more about this right now because this is actually one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of people experiencing, which is that in this deep awakening time, a lot of people are having these massive awakenings or having these massive releases of energy. They can't sleep. They're physically agitated. They're getting these repetitive um, symptoms or symptoms coming up that they haven't had for 15 years, old, old things that are coming up that I think is also that um, rising kind of that can often come up when we have a deep, I think of a very big wave, right? When that big wave of energy comes and it picks up the stuff that like the, the smaller waves don't pull up that deep from the sand and a big wave like cuts really deep in the underneath. And so a lot of people in this time 
there's been a lot of deep, like massive waves that are pulling, pulling the top surface back and then really dragging through our deepest places. And so, yeah, is that touching something? It's really just dragging it through. So, um, so in that place, I've had a couple people say to me, like, there's just a lot happening. You know, some people are numbed out and some people are like, oh, electric, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and looking for that. And so I'd love for you to, and, and to, and a lot of people look at, and I'll say this for a second. I'll just kind of do a really quick for those people that, that aren't familiar with this term. So Kundalini yoga was brought to the, uh, West and very popularized by one particular teacher, uh, Yogi Bhajan. And, uh, and so often when people, uh, in the West talk about Kundalini yoga, they're actually specifically talking about one, um, lineage of Kundalini yoga in, in, in the yoga, uh, there's a real word for it, um, in their lineage that I'm not thinking of at the moment, but, uh, the, the kind of the yoga, different branches of yoga, pranayama is breath, hatha is posture, vinyasa is flow, uh, kundalini is energy. And so these are, you know, pranayama yoga, hatha yoga, uh, vinyasa yoga, kundalini yoga. These, these are union practices. These are ways of working with a particular system of our being to find the union of, our self with ourself, our self with divinity, the body with the earth, um, all of these, anywhere that we may be perceiving a separation, these are different ways that we can uh, practice to come into our remembered union and come into our balance. And so a lot of people, because they're especially here in the West, we're like numbed out and like cut off <laughs> and cut off and, and, and want to feel more alive. Um, the Kriya practices really get a good they get a real good run, um, even though they could be overwhelming and they're physically uh, often challenging or like bizarre to people. They're very, it's very different than, uh, say, hatha or vinyasa um, uh, practices. And, and yet, that understanding that even kundalini yoga isn't just about the high of being in ecstasy with the universe. It's about finding that union, finding that um, unity or balance or that continuity of, of flow and self. So, so yeah, I wanted to kind of bring in a little, just a little context for people. And, um, and so I'd love to hear about, you know, some of that wisdom. And the other thing that we talk about with Kundalini through the lineages that we talk about are, uh, the technology that the, the Kriyas are, uh, are sequence of, of movements, posture, sounds, uh, mantras, all of these different things that lead to a particular outcome and that these are thousands of years tested and, and now more and more being tested in different kind of classic scientific method ways. And of course they're going like, wow, this stuff really works. It's like, yeah, it really does for thousands of years. So welcome to the team. And, uh, and so we have all this kind of all, all this Kundalini kind of context here. I would love to hear about how your, uh, using this and these these energy practices these what sounds like the subtler energy practices to be balancing and and grounding and almost this is going to sound funny to some people maybe or out of my mouth but i it feels really specific for what i'm going through right now which is solidifying my energetic um or solidifying my soul self mm-hmm. absolutely and the really so quickly touching on the subtle energy, right? That subtle body of, um, that we all have. And so working with 
as, as you were saying, um, mantras are huge that we work with. And so for Kundalini, the language is Gurmukhi. So it's, it's not, we're not saying these in English. And there's such a, at least for me, there's such a beauty and a poeticness, if you will, by not, not having it translated out directly. Like I understand, I, I understand completely what the mantra is, but not having it in my native language in front of me, I absolutely love it and I find it fascinating and I'm able to fully feel into the currents of the frequencies, right? The energy of the phrases that we are saying at a much deeper level than if it were in English. And a cup, and I can say a couple of them that I, I'm, I'm currently working with and I have been for the past about two months. Um, one of them is all about, and you might be familiar with this one, but it is the Antanasifati mantra, and it's all about cutting those ancestral cords and cutting that ancestral karma, right? Because of that, in, in Kundalini, we talk about how we have 15 lines of ancestors living within us right now, seven, seven that came before our own, and then seven that come after. And so the only, it is our job to be able to clear all of that so that we are able to fully show up in our fullest soul self, right? And so that has been a huge one. Many other Kundalini practitioners I work with, or I, I colleagues, I guess, or just my friends, that is a main mantra that they all work with as well. Um, and so I, even in the past couple months, I have been able to energetically feel a release and feel moments where the karma has been cut, where it's either that it's been running within my own lineage, or it's just this karma from this lifetime where I haven't been, like for instance, not being able to stand up for myself. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a really, really powerful conversation. And afterwards, I felt this incredible release and like, holy crap, I just, I feel like I cleared decades, lifetimes of karma. Um, again, having to do with um, certain things I believe are a part of my own ancestral lineage. If, yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So really tapping in again to that subtle body energy. Um, and then another, <laughs> my other like, I didn't necessarily believe this, but I, a couple months ago, there was one specific mantra and it is 33 minutes and you you chanted 11 times and it's called the sopra mantra mm -hmm. and i have you heard of that mantra oh my god has it saved my life more times than i count yes um so i yeah. so the so really quickly for any listeners out there the sopra mantra is so it's helping to rebalance um and like heal basically the masculine energy within yourself, within someone in your life. So you can either chant it for yourself, you can chant it for someone else, or it's used as the mantra for calling in your soulmate. And I kid you not, within two weeks of, of chanting this mantra, someone completely that I was not looking for 
has entered my life that is literally the equivalent of my of a soulmate or like soulmate components i'm like oh my gosh did i just (laughs) (laughs) did i just like call a phone number like i was like uh delivery yeah I was pretty blown away um, and I didn't even realize it at first. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I used to have a little bit of that cynicism, but now I don't like, no, it's just energy and it's just vibration. And we can align it. It's so glorious to me. The things that, that shift that um, for any of us, like what's the thing that like, really I'm having a deep, I, I had a really, well, I shared this with you when we connected in June uh, that I was really had a major death and rebirth, really. I was sharing the story with my dad recently, actually, and he looked at me and he said, you know, Sophia, in Christianity, they call that being born again. And uh, when I described like the depth of what it was, like this like complete loss of self and, and, uh, and I looked at him and I said, yeah, and in the like, feminine mysteries we call it rebirthing like yeah it's what it's what it is that's what it, it's like yeah it's like we, yeah we call it we man, many of us call it what it is which is like being you know being reborn being remade being entirely remade and uh and what i said to uh one of my deep deep medicine hey caitlin uh what i said to caitlin who's editor of this podcast um hey babe so i was talking to caitlin <laughs> and i was just like yo, I will either be so dead or so faithful when I come through this. Like, those are the only two options. Like, that's the only, that's the, that's what's on the table right now. Like, I will drop my body or I will be like the most faithful, the most, the most faithful. And like, I'm a pretty faithful person. I got into this mess through deep faith walk and deep faith walk is what got me through and is getting me through and, but really got me through to, to a place that I'm in now, which feels really I'm really grateful for that uh solidity that I'm having right now of of uh of new self and uh you know those things that we experience that really find the edges of our cynicism find the edges of our posturing and our positioning of control or our egoic attachments like where that when that win when the scales shift you know in the parts of us it's so interesting how that happens um it's so unique and it's, it's one of those things that what I've learned in the years of, of being with people while, when, that, when, when faith shifts in them is that I, could, I couldn't get, I couldn't, I could never map that out for anyone, right? Like this one person will tell me one story and I'm like, wow, you must have like all the faith in the world now. Like, can you believe that happened? And they're like, you know, and then this other thing happens and they have this thing and I'm like, yeah, that's totally normal. It happens all the time. And they're like, I mean, do you understand what this means about reality? Like they're just like <laughs> blown away, you know, transformed. And there's a, such a beauty in that to me of like how we're made inside and what, what turns those tides for us. Uh, I have such a different experience with that mantra. I mean, not, I mean, now that you've shared those two um, understandings of them, I, it makes total sense. And they are by the, the, those understandings are by no means um, contrary to my experience. Um, and that kind of divine healing the masculine or the remembering of the divine container, like that, which is that, which is to be known as opposed to that, which is to be mysterious. 
if that right. makes sense, right? Like that which is to be known, that the mantra has been has been played on repeat for me and held me in 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 trusting um, mm. that which is to be known and 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 realigning or or giving me something to lean back on. The, right, so that's that solidity, that masculine to lean on, to hold on to, to grab to, to like that's very much what it has done. It has held held me, like held me, held me. Um, and this is so interesting because I was thinking about this vibrational languages, languages that are um, that hold the 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 meaning of the of what they're talking about in their vibration, almost like the melody or the song of it. So, so by saying it, even if you don't know it, you're vibrating what it is. And there's many vibrational languages on the, on the globe um, and Gramukti and Sanskrit and Hebrew, or just to name a few. And, uh, and so when I've worked with mantras, I often will look up the definitions, but I often will actually go do my best to sit with a practice of working with it for a long time from a place of, finding out what it's doing through the vibrational experience of what it is like really through a tonal, which reminds me of like the sound healing aspect, like through this tonal or vibrational, not just tonal by sound because mantra works uh, powerfully and differently and, and effectively when we do say it in our heads as well, which has, it's like uh, with, not with our words or our, our, our vocal cords too. Um, so I just said a lot of stuff and I have like other things that I want to say about ancestors, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, so something that I find fascinating, fascinating, fascinating is I, I know that I mentioned how that mantra was about, it is, it's about healing those, those elements, those divine masculine and creating wholeness. But the, the fascinating part about it is that I don't know about yourself, but for me in my own journey, it's it's actually, I am really looking to heal those more wounded feminine parts of myself. And so I, I found it fascinating that I, I was drawn to something um, where I, not that I feel confident, but a lot of, in the United States, in the West, a lot of us have are a lot of people that are socialized as female we've also been socialized to embody more masculine energy that more divine masculine right and so so many of us it is now stepping into that place of really healing that wounded feminine which is 1 million percent where i am right now i'm just looking at balancing both of those polarities and so that has also been a huge, huge, huge shift from like reclaiming those elements and reclaiming my whole self, but understanding how much wounding has also existed for just not this lifetime, but for multiple lifetimes, for multiple generations within my own lineage, within the world that we all live in. Um, yeah. I didn't really have anywhere I was going with that. Perfect. I can jump in here. Yeah, I I have a I have come to understand it's been shown to me. Now I'll also just jump in here and say like all forms of of uh dichotomy, binary, contrary 
to me are all, they're all tools. They're all like pathways of exploration. They're zoom in on something. And so uh, if we get too tight around it, it will always collapse the notion of what is a divine masculine or what is a divine feminine as though they're opposite as when you go deep enough into them, you'll find yourself in, in what we were previously defining as something else, right? Like they, yeah. they have this way of, there is, they are not actually opposites and separate. There is this, there's a continuity, there's a wholeness. Um, and yet when we can come in from an angle, there's a, there's there, they can be a tool and a benefit. So just to share a little bit about that. So I'm going to talk about this masculine feminine stuff. And I just want it to kind of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to shape some things out of some wet sand intentionally that can just kind of wash away. So if it resonates and it's serving your healing, take it. And if it's not, then it doesn't have to be true now or ever. Um, so one of the things that I've learned uh, in, my, in my time is that the, the oh, I'm holding my heart as I say this, the masculine and the feminine have both been a fucking trash fire around here for centuries. Um, uh, they've both They've both been so wounded, perverted, um, uh, uh, manipulated, um, contrived as far as societal norms go. And so we have so much healing to do for both of them. Um, there is a dominance of, in the patriarchal dominance, there's a, a dominance of valuing the uh, many uh, masculine attributes. And I agree that a lot of people that are socialized as female get to embody more divine masculine elements than even people that are socialized as, as male. There's more equanimity. There's more listening. There's more strength that comes in care in the divine masculine as opposed to um, dominance or power over uh, uh, or control. Uh, what I have found as I've kind of journeyed with wombs and bodies and humans and spirit and working specifically with the, with the perspective or the lens of, of, the, of, of the womb, of the womb work, is that in this divine feminine, many of us kind of awaken to realizing we need to heal the divine feminine and, and we need to heal the womb because that is, the womb is that of creation. And so everything that we want to create a world that knows the divine masculine and the divine feminine actually gets born through a healed womb. And so there's this way in which like we can heal and tend the masculine as we go and we need to. And it often people can't prioritize healing the divine masculine until they have really focused and healed their divine feminine because the womb has to be strong enough and large enough that this divine masculine can take its full form has to be in its full form but it can't be in its full form with a wounded feminine a wounded feminine can't can't create it it can't hold it it can't feed it it can't make it it doesn't it doesn't have that and so there's this there's again it's like i say this very lightly with with sand that will gently collapse with a wind um is in this kind of lineal place, I've seen this rhythm for people, which is they have this understanding when they go to create a sense of maturity or care for themselves, uh, stepping into their power, there's this notion of, oh my God, I had no idea how wounded my feminine was. I had no idea how separate I was from my softness, from my pleasure, from my um, tenderness, from my vulnerability, from my emotionality, from my intuition, from my watery nature, from my feeling that it was so demonized because it has been demonized and, and 
and uh, torn, torn apart, torn asunder in these times. Um, and by in these times, I really, it's like in those times, the times that we're in, that I'm kind of claiming in this moment, perpetually, moment by moment, um, realigning, right, in those times that, that we came from as we're coming into the times that are different of patriarchal and many people say the patriarchal counterbalance to the matriarchal uh wounded that there was this a matriarchal time that went into its extended shadow space and then the patriarchy came in to kind of balance and so now we're in like the shadow patriarchal space and that where we're going into now is a is a union and a and a wholeness of what those are not when the matriarch or the patriarch rules, but when that balanced energy comes in. And yet there's a healing. There's a healing that's needed, a deep listening, a deep feeling that's needed to then even be able to hold and withstand and then hold space for healing the divine masculine. I did a ceremony with a lover of mine last summer where we took our um, semen and our menstruum and we made offerings to this tree specifically for our fathers and for our father's lines and for the patriarchy and for the for the masculine and we you know poured these fluids onto the earth and then we laid down and did this meditation on the earth and it i'll tell you what ceremony all this shit should come with a warning label you know what i mean this consider this your warning label everybody if you though <laughs> If you hang out with me, <laughs> know it. Just like, and then it was like all those tendrils of, of, of that wounded masculine, uh, really kept revealing itself in that. But we didn't get that healing until we were able to do the ceremony that comes from the healed divine feminine. That ceremony is is a heart and a fruit. What we did, that practice, comes from a healed feminine in this time. You know, maybe that wasn't always true, but those, those have, that has been the keeper of those practices. And so to restore that means then we get the practice, we get the medicine to be able to heal the rest of the things. And there's plenty to heal. And, and the, the divine feminine being the medicine keeper in so many ways, um, we have to heal it because we have so much to heal and we need, we need to remember and we need to um, give rise to the new medicines that we're needing to heal ourselves, each other, and the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really powerful. Sitting in all of this, also so many questions about this ceremony that you did for another time, <laughs> this offering. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, it really changes the perspective on condoms. If you've been a person who's like, oh my God, condoms. It's like when you have the goal of like, oh, but like, I want that. Like, let me catch that. <laughs> it's like, it really, it's a, there's a new level of affection for the tool. Yeah. They are to heal. Yeah. To be a part of that healing. To, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, I had this conversation with a, with a student of mine. We were talking about, about this process and, and they were sharing about how 
it was like they had just done mother line healing. I mean, pouring their blood on the land where their mother lived in the place that they like grew up, like with this prayer, cutting those threads, like you're talking about reweaving, um, moving into a practice of referring to, um, her, uh, uh, referring to their mother by their name, as opposed to like mom or my mom, which a lot of people who have uh, deep mother wounds often, it's a really wonderful tool. And if any of you listening are, are doing a, a mother wound healing part of your journey, which is all of us, um, it might be whether you know it or not, I don't need to put that on you. But if you resonate with that moment right now, that can be a really useful tool of reconnecting to the understanding or the possibility that you can have a mother who is successful at giving you everything you need. You can have that mother, that longing for that mother that will not fail you is a sacred longing and you get to have it. And part of the wholeness of being an adult is that you don't need a human <laughs> to be held responsible for an inhuman, to fulfill an, uh, a, a beyond human uh, desire right? Like having someone who's going to literally take care of your every need and anticipate everything you, everything you need on every level of your being <laughs> and, and to, to be fed and to be, to be nourished and to be seen and to be celebrated, that we can long for all of that. Uh, but if we're in a process of forgiving or healing, who was, uh, who held that mother position for you, sometimes it's very useful to to in our language in that we're talking about power of mantra or power of word or power of um, these these passageways of recognizing who is your mother and for me it has been really powerful to honor my 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 mother right like her womb grew me I my body was built from her body and raised me and mothered me and taught me so much about mothering and I adore and praise and give thanks and I'm grateful for and I. Uh, I enjoy um, my relationship with my mother. And there was a lot of healing, a lot of lineage healing that I needed to do, a lot of wounding. Uh, when I was a child um, and throughout my life, my mother has struggled with uh, uh, chronic illness. And so there were limitations to her ability. And that's someone doesn't have to be chronically ill to be limited in their ability to provide for your every single need for the entirety of your life. That's just not anyone's job. And yet we're so enculturated to expect a mother, which is also to expect the quote unquote woman to fulfill those needs. And that is a problem. That is a problem. So, but also yeah. just to jump, jump in, in, jump in, do it. Um, is that because this is a lot of the work I'm doing right now. It's actually not about any of that. It's about ourselves and it's about learning how to reparent ourselves and be the parent that we didn't have, mother or father, and going back and helping us to, yeah, essentially like really, really nurture that inner child that most of us, like 98% of the population are walking around as inner children yep. or as children adult clothes and so like we can't expect someone else to do the work for us or to be the parent that we always wanted but what we can do is look inside and do that work for ourselves and give ourselves exactly what we need and like that once we can't I mean at least for me and for many other people that are part of my life that have done this work like once you tap into that 
that is when you feel that complete wholeness. That's when you're able to look at situations, look at people, look at our familial patterns with love, with full unconditional love and forgiveness and acceptance and not wanting anything to change because you realize that it does, like A, it doesn't matter, but B, it's not going to, and that's okay. Or it might, but it won't happen because of ourselves. It happens when other people want to change. Right. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's so fascinating looking at everything you said, but then also like it's now we're understanding the psychology and we're understanding what we need to do <laughs> basically to further ourselves. Right. Along, you know? Yeah. And I, I talk about this, uh, uh, it's like this notion of like my soulmate, like my divine counterpart, like I'm my divine counterpart. I'm my mom. I'm my dad. And then I get to, I get to have the, I get to, I get to be mothered. I get to be fathered. I get to be divine counterparted. I get to be, you know, like I'm, I get to be, um, I get to have that reflected and, and dance with that externally, right? But the fulfillment of that that is perfectly fit and perfectly matched is, is here, is, is here. That's like here in me. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's powerful. Um, It's peace. It's peacemaking. And we are, we are, we are in, we are actively in the process of healing and recovering a rape and war culture. And so peacemaking is a, it's not a passive or like just a subtle floofy idea. Peacemaking is counterculture. It's radical. It's risky. It's essential and it's potent and it's uh, required to get where we want to go, which is all of us just want to be happy and loved as far as I can tell. Again, I'm not trying to put those words in your mouth, but like overall, there's like a general vibe most of us are going for. And peacemaking is part of how we get there. Yep. And, and ending that warring with our family or with our partners or with our, uh, you know, with these external reflections. And we end that warring outside of us when we end that warring with ourselves. So when we're not warring with our inner mother, when we're not warring with our inner child, when we are peacemaking with our inner mother and peacemaking with our inner child, that's when we create the reality that we can then co-create with the others around us. Yes. Oh, I love that term, peacemaking. I love peacemaking with ourselves. Inner mothers or inner fathers. And then we see that manifested as our reality. <laughs> absolutely the truth. Oh. It's a very, very deep, but profound and most incredible work. Mm. Thank you so much for your diligence and your work. I'm so grateful. And for those of you listening who are like, I'm with you. I'm also saying thank you to you. Like, thank you. We, it's, this is many hands make for light work and this is heavy work. You know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, but it's made lighter. It's made, made lighter by every one of us who puts a hand on our heart by puts ourselves to bed early when we're tired, who like makes ourselves that cup of tea or, um, brushes our teeth 
um, when we don't want to, or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, says the compassionate word to ourselves after we've made a choice that we wish we didn't, right? Like every time we do that, it doesn't need to be published or photographed or posted for it to have a transforming effect on our reality. And so I just want to thank you, Allie, and everyone listening who's like, yeah, I did make that choice in the middle of the night when I wanted to rage at myself. And instead I held myself while I raged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. I have two closing questions. You ready to kind of go in that direction? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My second to last closing question is if people want to find you or connect with you, they have, they got that little like tingle buzz of just being like, who is this Allie? I I feel her. I'm like, let's, I want to know more where, where and how do you like to connect with people? Totally. Um, so couple ways. You can follow me on Instagram at the, T-H-E dot wellness dot wanderer. And the last E is a three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can reach over that um, over there. However, I um, am a bit more active. I have randomly a couple months ago to help raise the vibration on the planet. Um, I started a really beautiful Facebook community that has just exploded. And so that, that's actually where you find me tenfold. Um, is over there doing challenges and launching new moon memberships. And that is, if you wanted to check it out, it's called the High Vibes Society on nice. Facebook. Or you can um, find me at Allie Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I think there are quite a few on Facebook. But yeah, or if you want to check out my website, it is www.chasinglifewellness.com. You can check out any, any fun goodies over there. You can also contact me from there. Beautiful. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. You can jump down there. And, uh, and anyone listening, if there's a moment from this show that just really inspired you or uh, tickled your fancy, go ahead and take a snapshot of whatever you're listening on, whatever wherever you're listening and uh, go ahead and make a post on Facebook or Instagram, tag us, let us know um, what touched you. You're like, yes, me too. Or like WTF, what are you talking about? Either direction or something entirely else. Um, Just do that. And we'd love to connect and follow up in those ways too. I'd love to see, I'd love to hear when people are listening and something goes, yes, we're, huh? Um, So it's a great way to do that. You can always send a message too. Okay. So my closing question, Allie, is, goes back to me saying this statement earlier, which is, we, if we don't know where we're headed, we might end up where we're going. And so in tapping into that visionary, creative, like you see it, right? Like you're bridging, you're leading, you're leading yourself, you're tending yourself, you're coming back into this present moment and aligning because you're you're called to go somewhere. This new paradigm, this new earth, this high vibe society, this, this trueness that you came to this planet to help create. Yeah? 
Yeah. 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 So I would like you to help, to help paint a scene, paint a picture, tell a story, share an experience, a vibe, something is something that you know about this glorious, uh, holy place that we are creating and that, that you're creating. What do you see? What do you know about this place that we are creating? Tell me. Yeah. What's a place okay, that starts with ourselves, each and every one of us, and creating that beautiful, open, loving spaciousness from within us first, and knowing that we all, every single person, we all have unique gifts, talents, passions, our unique selves that no one else on the planet has, no one else can touch, and that it is our God-given right, our full worthiness, our full enoughness to bring this to the world, to be able to show up in this capacity, to be able to heal each other, heal humanity, and be able to keep raising our consciousness little by little helping us all to create this new earth but it does not happen overnight and it is not even in large ships it's small baby ships each and mm. every one is doing our work individually to help come together as a collective is what i know or i believe to know about that beautiful well thank you so much if there's anything else that you want to that is like, I just, I'm like, I don't mean to blow past that. I'm like, yeah, that, I, like, I, right? Yeah, totally. That, exactly. That. I love that. You really, I'll go back, I'll backtrack for a second and say that uh, it's not even just the big shifts. It's the, it's the little shifts. And one of the things I'll say about that is that I know those little shifts over and over and over again, that's where the real trust is built in ourselves and in the change, you know, when that change comes and the way that we got to that change was micro, 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 micro. Then when it comes, it's, there's a steadiness to it because it was built through continuity, you know? And so I just, I really felt that of like, and the big shifts come and that's what it is. So it's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Allie. And I do just want to give one more second. If there's anything else that you want to say before we part, um, closing, closing words to, to the audience, um, in this moment or whatever it is that you want to say. I'm just so grateful that to have these conversations with you and to be able to commune with all of you via our beautiful technology. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So oh, oh, so good. Thank you, everybody. Take a moment to thank yourself. Take a moment to say, I don't know. So, say something sweet to yourself. Go ahead and say something real, real sweet to yourself right now. Take a breath and say something sweet. Take good care of yourself and peacemaking choices. And I bless. That's what I'm going to, that's where I want to go right now. I bless your peacemaking choices. I bless your peacemaking choices. I bless your peacemaking choices. Thank you so, so, so very much for joining me. I am honored. I'm thrilled. I'm privileged. If you love this episode, please check out other episodes, more and more and more magic. And if you are digging the show, please hit that subscribe button, leave a rate and review. And if you don't know about it, uh, come check out 
the online temple that I've got going to. I'd love to welcome you into that space. You can lend your support through Patreon, keep this show going. And uh, yeah, and I'm like, now I'm just kind of wandering down the, the lane. So thank you. Peace, love, gratitude, well-being, courage, fortitude, and uh, and yeah. Take us us out of here, Caitlin. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it and share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseone, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.